What's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of the Always Race Day podcast presented by the fine people at the Carlotto Group. Uh, I'm Connor Ferguson. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, Caleb Sluha here in a little bit. He's been on a couple of uh, podcasts for us, maybe maybe just one, um, but he'll be working with us a lot more uh, in 2023 and beyond. We got a couple of people uh, coming on board with uh, Always Race Day, um, just helping us out and and doing what they can uh and we'll introduce them whenever uh whenever the time is right i suppose um but in time uh we will caleb jumps on with me tonight uh we're going to talk kyle bush uh getting arrested in mexico uh bush clash bush light clash oh man i can't talk um i'm tripping over my words with the bush story it broke just about 30 minutes ago um so we're recording this this afternoon uh over on monday night but We'll talk the clash. We'll talk uh, what's to come in the next two weeks. There's not a single day without racing uh, for the next two weeks. It's going to be an action-packed time. I cannot wait uh, to get right into it. Um, but first, we have to thank our partners at the Carlotto Group. If you're looking for a car, if you're looking for a daily driver, something to get you from your house to work, get with the Carlotto Group. They will get you taken care of. Uh, as we like to say, as clean and as simply uh, as they can. So uh, thanks to them uh, for partnering with us. Um, still going strong. Uh, and we are about to have one hell of an episode. It is racing season, everybody. It is here. Um, and we'll bring on Caleb next. All right, guys, Caleb has joined the Zoom after his computer uh, has spent two and a half hours updating. Uh, finally on, Caleb, how's it going? Doing pretty good, yeah. I had to deal with the computer updating after- Caleb being was stressing. It was literally like late. two and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah I, I like to be on time, I like to be punctual, not to mention getting off work late. So yeah, we've uh, been running all over the place. That might be the least of our concerns here. <laughs> I haven't told this story on the podcast. I missed uh, hot laps on Friday of the Chili Bowl because I left my uh, credit card at the Hard Rock Casino. So I had to go there to get it. Jeez, you know, too many bush lights. It'll do that to you. Yeah, and I don't think I even had that many. I just like <laughs> literally like I turned around. I think I almost left the beer sitting there because I was ordering four other people too. I mean, sometimes it's not bad to miss hot laps. Uh, I missed hot laps the first, uh, well, and only feature one that I had. So it's it's okay to miss hot laps sometimes. It's, it's not, it, is, it was not terribly horrific. I like, I like being there for everything. Um, helps me get a grasp on stuff. But how have you been doing? What are you, uh, I guess, kind of give the people a little bit more of an introduction to yourself. I know you, we had you on for one interview, right? Yeah, I've uh, been on, done a couple articles for Always Race Day, uh, hoping to do a little bit more. I uh, used to work for Speed 51 um, years ago. I helped Mason Mitchell Motorsports a um, little bit here and there. Um, just huge racing nerd. Um, worked at a racetrack, done some racing myself, so I'm kind of all over the place and uh, really hoping to kind of get back in an Always Race Day and and help grow the brand more this year as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for what's to come this season. Um, 
I'm super excited. We already had our first, uh, we tweet out a schedule of a bunch of races that we're going to cover. And we already had our first, well, what about this one? Well, yeah, you forgot the whole new Smyrna speed weeks. I, I think I was one of those comments on there. I know so. the thing is like, I just don't want to like mislead people into thinking that we're going to have a ton of stuff on it. I I'm not in the asphalt super late model world. I will tune in to watch Sammy Smith kick some ass because he's from Iowa. Um, but it, Very you know, with how much we have, like I would feel bad to half-ass anything we cover. Um, right. And among then, and then among sure. all the stuff we already try to cover that we end up half-assing some of it. On right. Ours. And I'm, I'm a huge into like the super late models for asphalt and stuff like that. But I mean, it is a lot. And I feel like if you were to do it and do it right, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. So yeah, it's, it's understandable for sure. Um, that's definitely what I'm going to be watching uh, come later this week and, and next week too. Absolutely. So for starters, we had, uh, I don't know if you call it, could call it blockbuster news. I don't know if you even call it a scandal, but uh, Kyle Bush was arrested in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't have that on the bingo card today. And uh, when I opened Twitter a little bit ago, it was, it was surprising uh, to see that had all went down and somehow never got leaked. You know, typically we hear about these things and it was kind of the quite a secret. Yeah, that is the pretty pretty crazy part because the first i'd heard of it was three different reporters tweeted it and i got notification on my phone i'm like did elon musk do something with the burner accounts are we are we getting fake notifications now is that have they gotten to that level and i was almost impressed with the burners but not yet not quite yet not quite. um so if you haven't heard the background uh i guess kyle and his uh, wife, Samantha, took a vacation to Mexico, um, and he forgot he had his gun in his handbag. Um, just forgot it there. I think he got through um, like the U.S. airline portion and then got to Mexico, and then that's where they found it on him. Uh, he said he just forgot it in there. He took full responsibility, said it was a mistake. And I don't, he might have been driving in New Mexico. I, that was not clear either from what I read. Um, but the, the puzzling thing, and we talked about this before we came on, um, is basically he was sentenced to three and a half years in prison uh, by Mexico. And I have, yeah, I, I have a number of takeaways from that. What do you, what, <laughs> what do you think? Because, okay, he's not in prison. We, he raced yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about before was, you know, if it's a deferred sentence or if it's a, you know, if you get in trouble with us again, is he not allowed to go back into Mexico without threat of being sent to prison? Because what if NASCAR wants to have a race in Mexico in the next couple of years? Uh, yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot of details released on that. Kyle said, as far as he's concerned, it's put behind him. So there's kind of a lot of unanswered questions on that. Yeah. Um, he, he said he considers the case closed. So I don't think he's going to, does Mexico consider the case closed? I guess that's the better question. I would love for the, the WWE did like a spoof for Friday night SmackDown. 
I guess. I think it's still Friday night. I could be completely off on that. Don't quote me. But for uh, SmackDown, they did a, a little skit at the uh, Coliseum uh, with a few of the drivers. I think Michael Walter was involved. I think Chastain was involved. Um, it'd be really funny if a couple of the masked wrestlers like came up and tried to beat up Kyle Busch for disrespecting their country's rules. <laughs> Oh geez, that's all. You imagine you imagine Ray Mysterio showing up on pit road of the Daytona 500 on race day <laughs> to make a scene about it. Yeah, that would be just more cringe from like kind of what we got last night. Uh, it'd just be more cringe on Fox. Oh, we'll okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, I I I like wacky stuff like that. I also. Um, if Mexico wants to screw with NASCAR, I will go to bat for NASCAR. Yeah, I, I you know how I hard just, it is to find chips and queso in Mexico, Caleb. Oh my goodness! At non-tourist places. <laughs> yeah, you can't have your traditional nachos. Nachos are an American food at this <laughs> point. I have experienced. I was down there an entire week, as more than the length I was at Tulsa for the Chili Bowl. So um, we can have we can have that battle. We certainly can. But I. I'm so puzzled with the three and a half year prison sentence that just isn't happening. Um, and if it's one of those like celebrity get out of jail free cards, then uh, good for Kyle Busch and good for NASCAR that being a NASCAR driver is a celebrity. Hopefully all the motorsports get the same treatment in the future. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just the biggest question on what the deal with that is. Cause if it's something where, you know, he just can't, can't go back and cause more trouble, then he's probably going to be good. And, you know, as long as he's still back allowed in the country, because I, I have a prediction that we'll probably be racing in, in Mexico in the next couple of years. Um, so that might be a problem for Kyle. I think, you, I think you hold Kyle's thing over it. I say you, you set Kyle, let Kyle go or we don't show up in Mexico city. It very well could be for a road race that I don't even remember. <laughs> any of the memories there. I know Juan Pablo Montoya won one. Yeah, there's a, I, I mean, I think it'd be good to go back and, and do like the NASCAR in Mexico and Canada. And I think we need to see that. So it, it's been a while. I do want to make, what are they, what's the nerdy thing they say in the court system? Point of order. So if you ever hear me talk negatively about Juan Pablo Montoya or sound like I don't like him, I can't tell you who it was about, but he said something rude about one of the drivers I was cheering for on the side when I was like 12. So I didn't like him for like four and a half years. That's where oh, it's geez. That, I just want that out there that if you ever, if it sounds like I'm disrespecting him and he had a fantastic career, that's what it stems from. Okay. Well, at least you can acknowledge that because I know they were having a conversation on Twitter just the other day. And so many people were basically calling yeah, my, Pablo Montoya bust. My my buddy uh, that tweets out all the videos and stuff from NASCAR and stuff. Well, uh, Mr. Matthew CFB, a ton of motorsports highlights. He loves racing. He caught the racing. I think he. I don't know if he does it for like monetary gain or followers or what. But he tweets out like videos of like sporting events that are happening live um, on his account. So. He loves racing. He's gotten into a ton of stuff with us. And he was like, I think he had one of the tweets that started that whole big argument about whether Juan Pablo Montoya had a successful motorsports career or not. And it's insane to think he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he, he was successful in all of the top motorsports, basically. I mean, I, I don't know how you can say he wasn't successful based on that. Um, 
yeah, I, I see people, you know, meme on him all the time for the Daytona deal. And it is a hilarious meme. But at the same time, it's like there was nothing he could do in that situation. And like I said, he, he's been successful in, in everything in the top motorsports world. You got can't call him a bust on that. He was almost the sole reason to land in Castle getting a Daytona 500. See that you just went beyond me. I don't even know on that one. When he ran into the big thing at Daytona. Oh yeah, that's right. When they red flagged it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I do remember that. It was really <clears throat> funny hearing the guys in the front be like, "Yeah, that's a noticeable bump." No sir, you don't want to race on that. I think that was. Yeah. This, I think it was either the same night or the same season as the George Niang block charge call against Kansas. It's so funny how life has came full circle this week. I saw a Kansas fan today uh, claiming Iowa State pays the refs, which oh, is amazing. It's everything is upside down. Kyle Busch was not arrested in 2013. Today he was. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, and it's crazy how I mean, 2013 seems not that long ago, and yet it it was a decade ago. So I could even be getting the year wrong too. <laughs> All those seasons mashed together, and then when you have a sport that goes um, from one calendar year to the other, right? Uh, it really screws with your head. So it was somewhere around there, um, but pretend I got it right. Um, Let's get into the clash, Bushlight clash at the Coliseum, NASCAR's preseason race, uh, held it on Sunday. First thing I want to say, um, if you think, and I've had people tell me that it, it's the worst things that NASCAR's ever done, and I feel like that argument is kind of just used anytime NASCAR does something different. Uh, if you say it more than three times a year, I'm going to tell you you're wrong on at least twice a year. You can't you can't be a broken broken clock if you're only right once. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always things that I don't like or you know kind of disagree with that NASCAR might do. Um, but my my whole thing is always like very very few times will I say that it's it's a horrible thing that needs to be changed or you know stuff like that. There's always aspects that can be improved on, but there's just people that will go on all the time and talk about how just absolutely horrible NASCAR is killing the sport. And it, it's, it's just a bunch of trash really. Um, I thought the heat races was the thing that proved it. Like the, there's two of them that were just insane finishes to them. And that's just what that track can produce. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's not boring. It, the cars look no. faster this year. And here's the deal. I, you can attest to this on the dirt side and it happens on the asphalt side too. When you are at short tracks, you are going to have those nights where it, it just seems like they can't get out of each other's way. And the race goes on forever at new Smyrna. We're going to see that there's going to be a night where I'm sitting there until midnight and I'm angry because the modified drivers keep wrecking every single lap and we can't finish the race. You see it on the dirt side too. It, it happens at those short tracks sometimes. Yeah. And uh, go watch midget race. <laughs> yeah. I it just, it's, it's as That's often separate, as those are can, separate uh, ins inside joke for the dirt fans. We'll call it that. Yeah. It's, I mean, and we've got, you know, on the asphalt side too, there's certain things, uh, you know, when the four bangers come out, you know that it's it's probably going to be 
one of those deals too. I mean, it just how it is on short tracks. That's part of short track racing. And every once in a while, you're going to get that to happen. All right. So we're going to, I, we got a rundown. This is the most professional episode we've ever done. Um, it's also me and Caleb's first time really doing discourse with each other. So I want to make sure we were somewhat prepared. Um, I've known Caleb for a long time. I wasn't worried about it. So don't take it like that. Uh, no, driver intros. My goodness. Can it we, was, it was cringe. It can't, it can't be. I, and I thought the presentation of them was much better than last year's last year's. It was very awkward. The timing was completely messed up. It looked like you were trying to do a wedding without even talking about rehearsal, <laughs> uh, which I don't think you really need rehearsal for a wedding, but at the same time, it looked like it looked like there was a script and no one read it um, last season. This year, it was it was almost there, and the dude dude called Front Row Motorsports just Front Row Sports. Uh, Kevin Harvick uh, got a middle name of Kevin and the first name of Kyle, and it. I mean, but it's I just, not hard. I, it's not hard. Can can we hold cue cards? I mean, we can pretend that the cue cards aren't there. Right. Like we can put them off to the side or something. Right. He's yeah, wearing sunglasses already. He can look out his out the side of his eye. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you just attribute it to the fact that, you know, Fox had to basically throw their guy in there. And I think it's unfortunate when you kind of end up sacrificing what, you know, could be a really cool introduction because there's probably 700,000 people out there that could have done a great job at that. But I'm sure Fox stepped in and basically said, well, we want our guy to do it to promote our show. And then you, unfortunately you, you lose some coolness off of that. And yeah, it's just like, if you're getting an actor to do this, to promote something he's working on, I, I would think he wants it to go as well as he hopes. So like, I don't know. I look at the guy like, why didn't you prepare harder? Aren't you an actor? Right. Don't and you memorize more stuff <clears throat> by a lot? That's the problem though. I mean, uh, to what point does he truly care? You know, uh, I, th I think that's just kind of part of it where when you get Fox to step in and say, well, you know, we're doing this to our benefit, you lose some of that where you could have had somebody that was really good at doing it and made it over the top excellent. And it, unfortunately we're talking about it in a bad matter today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's whatever. I won't watch his stupid show. <laughs> I used to like, so Joel used to do the soup. Like that was always funny way back in the day. Like he's been in some good stuff, but yeah, that was, it was just the word I just have is, is cringe. And there's when you, unfortunately, when you get to know me worse. better, you'll figure out how illiterate I am with movie actors. Well, that was a TV show. So yeah, it's any, any kind of, I can name <laughs> Zach Galifianakis, uh, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, the guy who played Cal Naughton Jr. I can recognize I can recognize him in other roles, but I don't name one. What about one female out of all that? Uh, Mila Kunis, because she was in Ted too, but I don't like her. Ted, <laughs> I don't like her. I oh tend to think God. I tend to think if you play like a really mean girl in every show you're on, then I feel like you're not a very nice person. You villainize them. Yeah, that's Maybe my that's my theory. Maybe they're just really good at acting. And I can name all the friends actors. Okay. So that's three more on each side there. <laughs> and I think they're all white. So cancel me. Yeah. For <laughs> <clears throat> can't, 
canceled. Coming in the podcast. Does Kevin Hart over. count as an actor? Uh, I, what, about, I mean, what about Zendaya? Okay, Kevin Hart's right. more of an actor than Zendaya, I guess. You think so? Zendaya was in a whole a whole big show. Well, that's true. I I just I guess for me, I know Kevin Hart in multiple movies and stuff, so that's why I think of that. But this they're all the same. We've gotten off the rails already. There we go. Absolutely. Uh, so a ton of people uh, tweeting about the crowd being so sparse during the heat races um, and the time between the heat races and the main event and also uh, listing the start time on everyone's ticket as when the A main was supposed to start. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's something that I think dirt track fans take not necessarily for granted, but um, it could be something that works someday. If you know yeah. you're going to need this much time to prep a track before an A, and you want to prep that track before the A, the issue is, is you're running the risk of if this race goes green, it can be done in five to 10 minutes. And you, you gave people this, like every race before this is qualifying, which it is. That's essentially what it is. They just, you cut more people out of the bottom half of it. And so it feels less like qualifying feels more like competition, but you know, if you're going to have that long of a time between the heats and the A main, I don't see any problem with how they advertise the start time. Well, yeah. And I, my whole thing too, is like to the people complaining on Twitter about the crowd, one, you're not there. So, you know, what, what can you say Two, Oh, I like that rule. You can't complain about the crowd size. If you're not at the race, That's yeah, fantastic. I mean, for one, you don't get a good judge. I mean, I feel like you take the truck race at Knoxville last year, people were just horrendously saying how bad the crowd was. And it, it just, when I was there, it did not seem, you know, it obviously was, was down from the year prior, but it, it wasn't as bad as what people, we were saying that it was half full and stuff. And it, it, it was definitely way more than half capacity. I thought there but, were more people there the first year too, you know, and it's like yeah. the crowd size at Knoxville does not justify what you want for a NASCAR cup series race because it holds like 30,000, 31 or something. Yeah. And it, the numbers. it ultimately, I mean, NASCAR is going to look at their bottom line for this event and it's not just going to be off of the crowd size. And especially the people that were talking, I, I mean, I was seeing tweets an hour and a half before the actual race started about how bare it looked. And you have to remember this market that they're in, is not people that are traditionally NASCAR fans, or, you know, we'll go even further and say hardcore race fans. So they might not care as much about the heat races. And if it's not being advertised, they don't even know about it. Do you want to get into that now? I, I, we absolutely can. Let's do it. Before we do, I just want to say the Knoxville crowd was really good until they screwed over Brett Moffat. Then everyone I knew left. Well, yeah, that, I mean, I'm half joking, but they did. That's, about, that's about half the crowd over there too. It's ridiculous. You called it your first <laughs> restart zone penalty of the whole season at a dirt track. I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed. He should have. I know. You, you he looked, he looked you good the first, first year around too. Listen, I, I know it was, it was kind of an unfortunate situation, but sometimes the cookie crumbles. All right, so we got we got to talk we got to talk Wiz Khalifa and NASCAR racing in the LA market, and we will talk about the race. But this is this is the storyline path we've chosen. I love Wiz Khalifa. Um, his 
music. So all four songs he played, I want to like preface it with this. I don't know if they were Billboard number ones. I did take a radio class, so I should have known at least one of them at the time. But uh, all of them were like top 10, top 20 hits when they came out. And they were like, I, I feel like I'm not, there's probably one of them that didn't, but like had to have been three number one songs there. Uh, Roll Up was when I was in sixth grade. Um, Young, Wild, and Free and Black and Yellow were both when I was in middle school. And then Weed and Boys was like my senior year of high school was when that was really popular. Or the year before that, maybe my junior year. But like all of those were like very known songs. I feel like you almost had to live under a rock to not know what those songs were. Yeah, I am not a huge like rap person, but I was familiar with, you know, I probably three or three out of the four. Those are, I mean, so, those were like the Katy Perry, Taylor Swift songs that just find their way on the radio. The yeah. So if, are always there. If you want a good one. So my, the, the funniest was the way that Twitter puts tweets. Now I was scrolling through Twitter during the, the performance of Wiz Khalifa and you see three tweets in line, all from Derek Krause. And you could see, you know, the five minutes ago, he said, this guy is lip singing this. And then a minute later, he responds and says, I don't even know who he is. What? And then, but then listen, as soon as he starts singing Young, Wild, and Free, then he tweets another tweet, wait, I know this song. (laughs) And I I was rolling. (laughs) It was just the greatest thing to see on my timeline last night. I I was begging the traditionalists in my mentions, pissed off about Wiz Khalifa, um my buddy david who i don't think he actually turned the channel off but he replied to me and said they just lost a viewer and i'm like dude god and i don't like if it's not for you who can you know like it so god what was it that was pre-race um what's that group called cypress hills cypress hill i had no the only way i knew one of that one of their songs was because it was on uh phineas and ferb Oh boy. Like, yeah. Like that's like a cringy thing to say. That's hilarious. No, I, that's not, it wasn't my cup of tea. I thought it was worse than Wiz Khalifa. Right. But I know like some people like grew up with that group and are going to, yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I mean, look, that's what they did with ice cube last year, but it, it, it's not my cup of tea, but like, I'm not going to throw my TV out the window and write to Steve Phelps and tell him that he's murdering the sport. Like, you just, you, you sit there, you chuckle at it and then you move on. Right. And if you brought out Blake Shelton to Los Angeles, I mean, you're going to have for what that crowd was. And I'll get into this. Um, but there's probably less people in that crowd that know who Blake Shelton is that know who Wiz Khalifa is. Probably. And Blake Shelton is, well, I don't know about Wiz Khalifa, but yeah, you know, I mean, we we could pick two different people, maybe, and that would be more true. Because like, Blake Shelton is huge, and I love Blake Shelton. But um, so, like, uh, from Jeff Gluck's podcast, he said all the people that came to the tweet up, except for two, were from Southern California, and there's like hundred people there at least. That's your sample size. That's, I mean, there's a lot of native Southern Californians going to that race, and that's what you wanted when you're scheduling that, when you're setting up all this stuff. Um, and that's NASCAR got the crowd they wanted. That's who they're marketing to. It's the second biggest market in the country. And that was the whole cause effect and goal of the whole operation here. Um, and yeah. I, I would hardly call it a failure. 
No, I mean, I I was looking as the race was going on, and I mean, you, again, you could tell that the the crowd was definitely down from last year. But that's any inaugural event you're going to have. That's going to be, you know, that's that's where the most buzz is and the most excitement and you know stuff like that. So yeah, I I just I, I think it was a solid crowd. You have to remember, it's still I mean a stadium, so it, it's it's good. And your goal is that those younger people and those newer people will grab onto the sport and buy merchandise and tickets and, you know, be more part of the motorsports because we have to be able to keep motorsports going for the years to come. And we can't do that through 60 year old white men. Like they're going to not be here eventually. So. Right. And to your point, dirt fans, TV is not bad. Streaming is not bad. No, I, I think I we're think... past those arguments, but I, I like just remind. Oh, I just there's the there's at least one dirt fan that listens to this religiously that hates it when I do this because I will always <laughs> take like their generic complaints, and I don't want to say there because I am absolutely one of them, but it it's the same complaints every big race. There's sometimes too. I mean, last I, night I mean, it was they're going so slow. Gosh, what a clown show! Um, they were mad that some drivers ran out of fuel in the race, and they're like, "Did NASCAR officials not pay attention to how many caution laps they're running?" And it's like, no, they didn't fuel their cars after the heat race. Yeah, and that's it's not NASCAR's job to tell you to put gas in your car. And that's like Maybe. something a dirt track would do. They'd be like, "You're an idiot. You didn't put enough fuel in your car." No, we're not throwing an open red flag for you to fuel up your car. Yeah, so that, that's something they should like, and they're sitting here complaining about it with a blind eye to what's actually going on because they don't ask the questions. Yeah, I, I mean, that's some of the complaints that I hear, and like I'm, I'm one to gripe at some stuff too, or like I'll poke fun at something too. But then, like at the end of the day, you gotta kind of understand what you got, and just yeah, it's those people that take it to so extremes that I saw somebody making fun of Mike Joy because he made a comment about them going 80 miles an hour, and they were like, "Oh, Mike Joy, you know, acting like that's just so fast." I'm like, it is when you are not ever going straight because you're turning the entire time you're on that track, and they're they're tiny turns where you know you're bumper to bumper. I mean, 80 miles an hour is fast when you're right next to you know 20 other cars oh it, it was very easy for people to spin out last night we saw that those are the some of the best drivers in the world i promise you it is not an easy track to drive just because it's slower some i hope that winds up i hope that winds up on the new video game if it's actually playable that would be cool if it's actually playable the last one you yeah, know. right exactly <laughs> Don't if, uh, if, if anybody that's listening, if you've never gone and looked at the reviews for that game, don't they're, you, they're you don't comical. Even, you don't even have to. Um, and yeah, I would actually try to compare them to NASCAR Heat Five. That was two games ago, and then the last game was NASCAR Ignition. Go, don't don't get NASCAR Ignition. Don't pay any sort of dollar value mm-hmm. for it. I tried seven different times to make a lap on Bristol dirt. Oh, you no. cannot actually get around the track. There's still so many issues, but the reviews are comical because there's people in there that like will give it a one star review and then they're like, This game stole my wife. Like they people have gone Are they insane. doing the T V tweet on me? Are they taking my Vikings T V tweet? What'd you tweet? Anytime the Vikings would like really let me down and it feels like they're out of the game, I would tweet that I'd broken my television and my wife had just taken the kids and left. 
and like ruined, the, ruined uh, my watch party. And then I would cut it off at the end and say parentheses one of two, and then the second tweet would just say a fan period, <laughs> two of two. You're very passionate. So next, we're gonna change it up next year. I've got to find something for it. I've got to brainstorm what to do for Stars playoff wins with the doors too. That's gonna we're gonna get creative. I don't. You watch way too. I don't know how you ever have time to watch the sports that you do. My boyfriend really doesn't like me. <laughs> well, that's always good. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> it's fun though. Like I, I'll like the off season. Like I'll watch a ton of TV shows. I'll I'll watch a ton of series when I'm like going to bed and stuff. Like I just like paying attention to all this stuff, especially like like when I can be like a real dumbass. I guess when the Dallas stars are playing or the Vikings are playing. I have no responsibilities of like this take needs to be educated. You need to like not say something really stupid here. I love that. Cause I just don't, I'm, I'm going to be a dumb sports fan. Let me do my thing. Let me be completely irrational and tell you what I want. It is, it is fun to do that sometimes. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into kind of takeaways from the clash. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. won, uh, won on a short track after not being great on a short track last year. Uh, didn't get a win last season. I don't, I don't know how much stock I put into any result from the night. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can look at it. I mean, it, it's just totally different kind of bag for everything else. I mean, you look at last year. RFK struggled at the Coliseum. They did decent throughout the rest of the year, struggled again last night. And, you know, I, I think you just really can't take much, you know, to it, especially really when, you know, it's only the second time they've been at this track. So their notebook is still fairly thin compared to the other tracks. And, you know, so I, I think it's really hard to, to put any feeling behind those results. Hey, real quick, we do have breaking news. Um, Knoxville Raceway has announced uh, that the Knoxville Nationals in 2023 will pay 15000 to start, up from 10000 last year. Ooh. So. That's good. So no uh, complaining from the Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson camp. Th- now, hold on. All right. This is good. We can educate you. Because we'll... And this is... That was... I want to say that was predominantly and mostly and all Larson. I do want yeah. to say that. Um, let me type out this tweet. <laughs> I had to get that dig in a little bit. Yeah, well, and it just got so overblown. Um, and the promoters down at the Chili Bowl had like the worst quotes when that came out. Yeah, they're saying, saying no one's going to put me in a corner. No one's going to get me into a corner you're letting them do that. You just let them do that. You, you have openly admitted that they pushed you into a corner. Yeah. Because you're, you're saying that and it's, oh. yeah, their response to it all wasn't, wasn't very good at all. Cause I mean, it definitely, it does make a difference. you you have those drivers fans not going, you know, and so it, it definitely does make a difference and you can't just kind of push that off. I'm just trying to see if uh, Kyle Bush is in a Mexican prison yet. 
Well, they said it happened. I know. I'm just, Pretty you know. Much. Maybe that's what the Chinese balloon was doing, was trying to figure out where Kyle Busch is. It's all just one big conspiracy. Well, NASCAR won that battle, too. <laughs> Thank you, Chase Elliott, for saving the country. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, with the Chili Bowl deal, so, Christopher Bell, we haven't talked about this on the podcast uh, you're think you guys are thinking like chili bowl collars and that stuff. No, Christopher Bell didn't raise the chili bowl uh, because Joe Gibbs uh, has not really came around on dirt racing yet, and everyone wants to go hate on Joe Gibbs and yell mean things at Joe Gibbs. I want to yell mean things at Tom Ricketts too, uh, and I think I have more of a cause, honestly. But I don't know how you do it. You want to get someone to sell Joe Gibbs on dirt racing. Um, Christopher Bell is not going to leave Joe Gibbs racing. Have you seen how many dirt races he already runs despite his team owner not wanting him to do it? He has raced for Joe Gibbs for quite some time. I promise you nothing is changing there. Um, Well, yeah, and it's not something you go into. I mean, it's there's no way, you know, he signed that contract and then – was like, oh, hey, by the way, can I do this? And Gibbs was like, nah. You know, like that that's something that probably was discussed before and, and Bell knew going into it. A little bit. And he doesn't have the same, uh, I guess, I don't want Joker's wild in his back pocket. You know, like Kyle Larson, when he signed his contract, was the top prospect of anyone, despite the PR hit. Um, and it came with the baggage of... I'm going to race dirt when I want to and wherever I want to. Right. So that came with Kyle that Christopher Bell did not have the power to say that. Right. I feel like you could probably get 20 X wins in a season and probably not have the same. I mean, I, and I can't blame Joe Gibbs and well back, you know, when Hendrick on being cautious about guys doing the 8500s and the dirt races. I mean, you look at like Stewart, and the injuries he had and you know he was a different case because he was an owner so but you know you are risking a lot where if those guys go get hurt that sponsorship money you know and equipment and not being in the playoffs and you're risking a lot if those guys get hurt now i do feel like you're risking that anytime you step into a race car and safety has come quite a long ways and i understand what we saw with that uh, really scary wreck um, at the Chili Bowl this year. But what I'm saying is like you take that risk every time you step out onto a racetrack. It's like uh, there's people that say the summer collegiate basketball, uh, summer league basically for uh, college kids um, that has now since uh, two, three, since the pandemic hasn't had Iowa State or Drake players playing it. Um, and they used to plan it every season. People are like, well, they run the risk of getting injured and we don't want, you know, it's, you're testing your luck, having them play 10 basketball games over the summer and they could get hurt. And it's like, they could get hurt in practice. They could get hurt walking to class with how bad aim snow removal is. Got that one in on this episode as well. I think I, I'm going to have like three or four references that I have a streak by the end of the show. Um, there's just like the risk to get injured every time you go out and compete. So I hate that that's something people can use. And 
there's educated ways to say it and there's ways to say it in different words but shoot i hope 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 someone gets to joe gibbs and tells him like no dirt racing's like getting better getting more professional getting bigger what i don't think it's necessarily an attack on dirt because i mean we've seen some teams have you know so like the you know rule against going to the indy 500 for safety reasons i mean that's asphalt we've seen that teams don't allow guys to do you know, short track asphalt races either. I don't think it's an attack on dirt necessarily. It's just when you're out there doing that, you are increasing the chance that something is going to happen. And so for that, it's, it's understandable because you're trying your best to protect your asset. Obviously, if you were to get hurt during a cup race, you know, that's, that's a chance too, but you know, you're trying to do that to make your money rather than if you're, driving at you know some short track race in missouri and you get hurt then it's joe gibbs that has to go to the sponsors has to you know not make the playoffs has to do all that so it's kind of just asset protection and i i can understand it and i don't think it's just you know personal with the dirt track racing necessarily all right so we do have uh some public reaction to the Knoxville news um, while we're on the topic. Then we'll get back to the clash. Sorry, folks. We're really good at this, though. Uh, <laughs> first comment, shout out to Tyler Ellickson, big Iowa State fan. Uh, love the dude. He's the first comment uh, on the Knoxville tweet that they will raise uh, their start pay uh, to $15,000. Um, and he just says the Chili Bowl needs to be next. <laughs> Who didn't see that coming? Chili Bowl uh, pays five grand less to win the race than the nationals do to start. I, I don't know, ma'am. I, I understand it, but you also have to remember they rent out that facility. They build that track. There is more cost going into it than what Knoxville has. They don't have, yeah, there absolutely is. And it's probably unfair to compare it in that um i guess section in that way it's unfair to compare it um i like what's down there i like uh what guys like alex bowman do it's a big party um that that part to me uh resonated those fans love to have some fun and it is a seven day slog of a week and you never really know what the next day is gonna bring um but yeah, uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time down there. It was fun. All right. I don't have too much on Martin Trex Jr. winning. I don't take away a lot from it. Um, what I don't understand is the drivers that came away from the race with any sort of malice, any sort of anger towards the competitors in it because Chase Elliott wiped two guys out in one lap. It was a disaster. I don't like like a single or two two laps at the end of the heat race, and the one I was talking about that was awesome. And he got out of the car. He's like, "We're just out here having fun." He got beat out for the last transfer spot by the guy that's his biggest rival. And you know, Iowa just beat Iowa State at at a buzzer beater, and Chase Elliott got off the track, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it is what it is. We're out here to have fun." Like, that's what I thought everyone was mostly, like, on board with. And then Kyle Busch says after the race that Joey Logano added to the list of things he has coming. 
it's it's hard because I'm, those guys, you as a race car driver, like all you want to do is win. And you, you've got the guys that are so competitive, but then you've also got those guys that know their team just built a car, hauled it across the entire United States, all for Ross Chastain to send it in balls deep. You know, like it, that stuff can be frustrating. And I don't understand to a point. I mean, in practice Friday night, they were hitting and banging each other. Yeah, Briscoe got into Almondinger. And the other about way around. 10 other people throughout the weekend. I, I was very surprised at Briscoe, how many times he <laughs> was hitting other people. I do want to also preface, if you guys see a tweet from the Always Race Day account that says something appeared, someone had appeared to have moved someone or have spun somebody. That is a tweet sent before the replay. Okay. So after the replay is shown four minutes later, and I get four tweets saying, appeared. He definitely did. I'm trying to protect myself from the opposite crowd. All right. I'm trying to protect the brand here. We are not we're not playing sides on our Twitter updates. As yeah, much as I mean, as much as I'd like to jump on board that conspiracy. Right. I know with Speed 51, we were always we could never say anything like that. It always had to be uh, you know, Kyle Bush and Joey Logano made contact. We could never say like And I'm not what? I'm not going to wait five minutes to watch the replay to tell you what we're seeing when I'm doing live race updates. Cause that stuff is effortful in its own way. I know it's me typing on my phone or Damon or Chris typing on their phone, just telling you what's going on. It's just to provide, you know, here's what's going on. If you're not watching the race right now, this is what's happening. Well, maybe you need to up the company budget and pay for Twitter so you can edit tweets then. No, I'm good. <laughs> Elon Musk. Ha- you- Elon Musk hasn't given me a reason to invest. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to give him any money right now. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, I just, I didn't understand on on my side of things. I could not understand. There were so many drivers that could have gone into this race almost with a fresh start and gone into the year without that like enemy, you know, visual. For instance, you look at Chastain. The one thing, if I'm Ross Chastain, that I don't want to do first race of the season is take out Denny Hamlin. And he took out Denny Hamlin. If I'm Ty Gibbs and I have this, this, you know, people know of me as being the over-aggressive, going to, you know, knock everybody out of the way. And turn water into wine. Well, yeah. Like, if, if you are going to have your first cup, you know, race of the season with these guys and they know that about you you don't want to knock people over and he went in and knocked people over it, it i to me some of those guys i i could not believe that they still went in there like that but that's who they are i'm with you um with what i would think their goals are but i i do think the cre- or the field kind of understood that it is what it is um once stuff was happening behind martin he wasn't losing that race. He he did really well at the end to make sure he got out of the mess, which feels weird to say because the strategy is just go straight, drive fast, get away. But yeah, you, I mean, I think you get what I'm saying. Like he and he got lucky that the children's cars were next to each other. You don't want to wreck your teammate the first time you're racing with them. Um, but yeah, I I don't think a majority of the field was 
too ticked off about what people did last night. I could be wrong, but I don't think you could find me 20 guys that are mad at someone else in that. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately it's going to be bygones, but, and I mean, for how many of those guys, how do you, you know, you look at it and you say, Oh, well, Ross Chastain hit me again. Just another day in paradise. Like, you know, you, you get kind of used to the story at this point. I mean, I, Ultimately, too, it is an exhibition race, so you, you can't dwell on it for too long. But, you know, I think we know the Kyle Busch and Joey Logano thing might go a little bit further. Right. Um, another thing, uh, Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick during the race uh, both complained about bumps to the front and back of the cars, uh, that they still felt the same as last year. And I took that as a pretty big negative um, with it being – they're going slower. Yeah, it's, it is definitely concerning that they're still even what's surprising too, is, I mean, just the hits from, you know, being, being bumped, just that bumper to bumper contact that they're saying even that is so bad. Um, because obviously that's a whole lot of different inertia than if you're backing into the wall. Um, so I, I, really hope that they're still taking into consideration that feedback and are going to continue to make improvements on it because we don't need to see any more drivers hurt. I mean, Kurt Busch is, you know, still out at this point. So I, uh, I, I think that's something that really needs to be a focus. You know, they always say safety first and they, they really need to, figure out the safety on that aspect yeah i don't know uh if this will hold true the rest of the year i don't know if it was two freak things two freak bumps i know chase elliott got bumped in both places um but did not say anything at least over his radio about it uh i would assume those concerns would probably find their way to social media or something if there were massive concerns but you just hope like you hope nascar fixed it and that those were freak things or you hope that if they didn't we get lucky and there's no big injuries and everyone's good but that's i mean that's all you can do well it's something to monitor i didn't want to not say it also ty gibbs car caught on fire during practice that's supposedly was could have been two different things um one of those things was an installation error um but it was a different issue than what was happening last year from multiple people i follow on twitter that i would attest that they're pretty smart bozy tatarevich i think i got his name right uh yeah he's he's, he's very smart uh so We'll see. We got the same uh, same types of storylines coming into this year as we had last year, which was obviously the goal was to not have those, uh, but they're still here. Um, last thing I want to talk about, uh, and we'll kind of look at Speed Weeks a little bit before we go, but second year of the class, it looked decent, looked like, looked like a success to me, if I was to call it a failure or a success. Uh, <laughs> do you move the clash? Do you keep it? With Fontana not having a race next year, does that pressure you to keep it there? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I definitely would like to see it for like one more year. 
Um, I think two years is, is almost too short. Like you, you gotta give it like a couple years, um, and give that market the chance. So maybe, maybe three years is the sweet spot. And then you look and see what your op- other options are. The, the difficult part is finding a market that is unique and can grasp onto it like that while also finding something that's going to work in February. You know, you, you can't go to Iowa Speedway and have the clash. Um, okay. Well, one, it, of, one of my suggestions was Jack Tri Stadium. So you don't have to do that real. <laughs> yeah. It's it just, you, you take it out too far. I, I am team no points race um, for the clash. I think you're better off to go to a track that can host 40 cars. And it, I, I just, I don't think it would be good. We, we saw the struggles with what was it? 27 cars that they had last night. Right. I do. Now I do want to say about the points race aspect of it going into the race um, on Saturday, one of my buddies, uh, he was one of the ones that told me that it's the worst thing they've ever done. And I said, I love it. I love the clash and where it's at right now, but I don't think I would love it as a points race. So that tells you how much I love it or I guess how much I don't love it. But when you look at who qualified to start in the A main, by the way, it is not, it's not the LCS. It is not the LCQ. It is not a semi feature. It is not a concy. It's not a PB and J or a BLT (laughs) or a TJ Maxx. It's a freaking B-man. How hard is that to do? And I will say it's even worse. The brand knows who they are. They know I have a gripe with this. To call the C-main the C-main, and then to call the B-main the LCQ, or the last chance showdown, I believe is what they do. See, I, I know them as both. So I, I use them both pretty interchangeably. But it's not interchangeable. I see L, C, and Q next to each other. I'm like, what happened to C? I thought we just ran the C. <laughs> well, it's your last chance to qualify in the getting show. Lo- I'm getting lost in the alphabet. We're doing a whole rigmarole to get to the A. But so from the starting lineup last night of the top 27 cars in the race, everyone who didn't qualify last year in the standing, standings finished 28th or worse. Every single car. There is not one car that was in the top 27 in points that didn't make the top 27 in the race. Very interesting, actually. I didn't even think about that. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely, like, you're missing the RFK cars and then Burton. Which didn't finish in the top 27 last year. Well, no. I, I, I agree with you on that point. You know? But. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not trying. I wasn't trying to just bash because <laughs> I think they'll be better this year. Part of that was Brad got that hundred point penalty. Um, we referenced yeah. that on the last podcast. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think really you're only missing, you know, four major guys in there, but I, I just, I, I don't, you, you couldn't have 40 cars on that place. It, and I, you wouldn't want to do a full NASCAR race there. I mean, imagine doing like 400 laps there. It, it would be a disaster. And, and, I, and I don't think you need to have um, 40 cars start a race for one event. Well, I think you could, I think you could change the rules for one. They change it for Bristol. Um, I, don't think, I don't think they should have 40 for Bristol on the dirt. Oh man. Now see, no, I, I think if you're going to make it one number, you got to make it that whole number for, for the whole season. 
I, maybe that's the traditionalist in me, but I just, I mean, I don't think it's fair because, okay, so let's say, you know, you, you've got a group that, you know, wants to, you know, let's take a Rick Ware and say that they are going to focus on it or whatever. And, you know, then all of a sudden they get knocked out, you know, and it hurts them. It's, it's, it's hard to kind of, make that adjustment because then then what do you you only do 27 cars for the race at the coliseum if they were going to have a points race i wouldn't i'd be mad if it was anything above 24. yeah so you're going to send half the field home no i'm not going to send them home they're more than welcome to watch in the sky boxes or on pit road yeah, exactly that's you uh you come- I would if i was a driver for one of them i would keep my fire suit on and walk around walk amongst the crowd and sign autographs and take pictures well you're gonna have to so it wasn't our year those- but next year we'll be back with a vengeance you're gonna have to explain to their sponsors why they aren't in that race they were on the race they ran the heat races they ran the b-mans too just slow hard bro. <laughs> Connor, Connor's solution, just get faster. That's what I would tell him is, remember when we asked if you want to make the logo a little bigger and you said no? I think that's where we lost the speed. <laughs> that's what we always uh, made sure, you know, when I was helping on the late model team, you always got to make sure to wax the car before it goes off. That leaves the 10. All right. Um, now, I understand what they're doing and they want to keep it, keep that market. And without Fontana, you really have to um, go back there next year. I think, I don't think you have a real alternative unless you have Fontana back. Uh, That being said, 2025 and beyond, or whenever we get Fontana back, if that's not until 2026 or whatever. Or seven or 28. Depends. We'll see how What kind of construction workers are they hiring here? Have you ever seen a construction scene? There's not I know. Yeah, my, my, running joke, my running joke, and I piss off half the construction workers because we talk about the stop sign holder, and that's a very important position. Um, and the guy that calls the lunch breaks, I mean, he's opening his mouth every 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, you always, when you see a construction site, you always see 20 people standing there and nobody ever operating any machinery or doing anything if you're a construction worker i i do appreciate you if you're on the side it's either union or city or something like that i don't even know which side i'm on but i'm sure someone will educate me i mean yeah we love you 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 managed to get it done i don't know when because we never see it happen but like it is funny it is like magic sometimes it is it's like people like we never see going down the highway like we'll see equipment sitting there for weeks and months and it's like you never see anybody operating the equipment but then somehow you drive by and the road's done so uh, yeah and i'm gonna get canceled for this take <laughs> absolutely but i it is funny that the guy said the california track president said that there's no possible way we can have it done in time for 2024 and i'm sitting here like well, what if you just hired another crew and had them work at night i like here, night crew, yeah. day crew, twelve hours. I don't days. understand how they they mispredicted how long it was going to take. I mean, they literally—it's not like Iowa weather. It's not like they can't work right now because it's too cold. 
I, I not to mention you... this has been like a thing in their plans for years yeah but you you so. had to sit down with the company and been like okay how long is it going to take us to do this and they've misjudged that by years at this point <laughs> like... also um on the short track versus 1.5 mile um, i'm the only dude out there i swear to god that is preaching still more short more short tracks we have plenty of 1.5 mile tracks i promise you there's plenty of them montana was not a terrible race it was never like my top five races my top 10 races of the year there's been some great races there montana was home to cole custer plus 2000 day caleb do you remember that yeah cole custer was the only guy who had ever started an xfinity race at the track and he was racing in a quote unquote ss green light race car which was just like a uh, it was a stuart haas car dressed up uh he was plus 2000 to win and he had three different uh green white checkers to hold up anthony alfredo and i had my probably my second biggest betting one since we started the podcast um i don't hate fontana or anything like that we do need more short tracks on the schedule the plans do look enticing. The only thing that doesn't look enticing is how these cars race on short tracks. Now, lat, the clash was good, but that is not a normal short track. So hopefully they can fix whatever was wrong with short tracks last year with the package and we get better. We have fun with them and everything turns out to be a success. But obviously it's easier said than done. Now, yeah, I, I think the only thing they, I mean, the problem is they can, they can send it in the corner so deep. Now everybody's sending it in so deep and it's, you get the good action by having that variance of, you know, one guy being able to drive it in deeper than the other. And that's where you get half your action in F1 and stuff too. So the problem is when everybody can send it the same depth into the corner and, you know, it, it was definitely surprising to see how bad the short tracks raced last year. And I'm, I'm really hoping that, we have improvements on that somehow this year we'll see what they do um now with the clash in the future i guess i think we're in agreement that they got to keep it there next year to keep that market maybe have walk a flock of flame perform <laughs> that'd be a blast from the past. i'd love that i what we need to do we just we need to get some just way out their names and just draw from a hat and then like that's who they can Facebook live it and they just put these names in a hat and they draw it out. And that's, they're going to ask. Is one of the Migos, is one of the Migos still in jail? I don't keep track of the Migos enough to know. I'll ask Kyle Bush. We'll get taken care of. <laughs> Kyle's cellmate in Mexico. <laughs> That'd be funny. Jesus. Um, would you take in 2025, I guess, whenever, would you take a clash in the middle of the season? But you want you want to go to you want to go to a cold weather climate for the clash. You can't do it in February. Would you take that middle of the year? Well, okay. So if you put it in the middle of the year, why don't we make it a big deal and we'll make it for a million dollars and we'll call it the All Star Race? Yeah, I was going to say timeout. I just talked myself into just <laughs> making that the All Star Race instead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, said, like, it was like you got like four words in. I'm like, I'm just talking about the fucking all star race. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, I think that's essentially what you got then at that point. So I, I, I think at some point you're gonna get 
to where it, it's going to be time to move it. I don't know what that looks like. I, again, I, I think the challenge is you want to go to that, that creative market that they're currently in. Yeah. You know, they, they've been talking about, you know, doing different stuff like that. I, who knows what they'll come up with, but I, I think it's going to be a challenge to try to find your next golden place like the Coliseum. Yeah. And they got halfway there last night, but I want them to go to Denver and bring out Snoop Dogg at halftime. <laughs> is we're going to be uh, having the whole Coliseum smoked up. <laughs> it was, it was funny. Dude, it was funny because, like, the, the handful of people I saw complaining about that, there is a quick reply that's like, well, they all drink beer. Yeah. I, again, it was one of those things where, like, it, not my cup of tea, but, like, you, you chuckle and you just say, haha, that happened. I mean, I felt bad for Shannon having to do that interview with Wiz Khalifa because it was about the most awkward interview that I've ever seen. There's a like, couple different awkward like camera moments, which I was kind of like, can we like think this through before we're like, okay, what about <clears throat> Kyle Bush and Martin Trix Jr.? Who was the one time out? Who was the one before the race that corrected the girl with the microphone? She said, give me your best uh, gentlemen to start your engines. And he goes, don't you mean drivers? What, what are we talking about here? Don't you mean drivers? Oh, I must have like, I was he, he PC checked her. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> I don't do that anyways. But I know someone out there is that they're going to be like, oh, that's a bad look and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just like, it was fair. so awkward what they were like. It was like those two had never met each other. And they're like, you have to talk to him for 45 seconds. I must miss that. I must have been grilling burgers when that happened. But to be fair, I mean, in this field, it was all gentlemen. So yes, you're absolutely right. She was not in that, in that aspect. Wrong. But <clears throat> yeah, I I I must have missed that because that's one thing I will say. I, I know people were wishy washy on how much time was in between like the heats and the feature, but it was nice to be able to like get up, go to the bathroom, make some dinner, like have that time before I had to come back and and do that. But yeah, there, there's a couple cringy parts for sure. And, uh, I, I just want to say my piece too. I would love if Fox would get rid of the animated drawings for the drivers. I they won't, until you see the NFL until you see the NFL, not have them. NASCAR will have them. I know. And it's, it's a problem. It's, a the, sport. it's so annoying because like I understood for, for COVID why we had done that, but like, Fox, dude, Denny Hamlin looked Puerto Rican last night. And like, you can't tell me Michael McDowell has abs. Like his drawing has abs. I, I would put money down to say that Michael McDowell does not have abs. You would for Kirk cousins too, but we were proven wrong this year. I, there, I know that's the one out of a hundred cases. Well, but like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, well, we won't get canceled if I say what I'm so <clears throat> I, I mean, they're, they're stupid drawings. I don't, I don't necessarily think they're as bad as they were when they first arrived, but they're still not great. And I just don't, I don't, I, they don't do anything for me. I guess I want to see a Tony Stewart one with abs in a suit. That'd be funny. That just, they need to give him like, like, biceps. and then they like, 
come into him wearing like a double XL t-shirt. His <laughs> outfit, and you can tell he's like filling it out. Absolutely. I, I, they need to give him some abs and some like outrageous biceps. <clears throat> All right. Well, they're going to take our ideas if we stay on here too long. Uh, tell people about uh, what World Series of Asphalt races. Which one is Sammy Smith going to run? Which one uh, is Junior Motorsports in? And which one uh, will be the best of the week? You know, I haven't even looked that much enough. Caleb. To do it. I, I know. These are, I this to... is a typical asphalt lay model fan. Doesn't even know what he doesn't even know who the drivers are. We're sitting here to watch some cars go in circles and it's good. Absolutely. That's the kicker of it all. I show what one night there might be ARCA cars uh, racing. One night there's super late models racing. One night it's four bangers racing. I just, (laughs) I sit down every night and then watch it. And it's a great time. Uh, You don't have ARCA cars this year. Oh, that's right. They don't have ARCA. I don't know why. I saw a ton of classes on there that like ARCA drivers are still probably more talented than those guys. Ooh, Someone <laughs> accused me of hating their favorite class, I hope. Yeah, I mean, listen, me and the roommate, we, we call the uh, four-cylinder class shit boxes every single time. And, and we truly do get excited. We'll sit down and go, all right, shit box time. But that's also the class that we race all the time. So I feel like we're allowed to say that, but I do that. So I don't do that normally. Cause I watch too much racing to be like, okay, I'm going to watch this race. That's going to totally suck. And I'm not going to be satisfied afterwards. Now when it's amount of chaos as some of those can be, I do love it, but yeah. Well, and that's what you never know. As far as new Smyrna goes half the time, the four cylinders aren't the worst. It's it's usually the modifieds that become the ultimate disaster. And that's usually where fists fly. And, um, you know, that's exciting sometimes too. Absolutely. When we, uh, when we do the drag race at Eddieville, uh, once a year, uh, I will get up and chug a beer at some point during the weekend for the junior dragsters. Absolutely. Cause they'll bring them out after the most entertaining, the top class runs. And you're like, that was kick-ass what's next. And they're like, well, <clears throat> give it up for your trader Joe's presented by the super target on 36th and mill civic junior dragsters. And I'm the only one that stands. I'm yelling my ass off. <laughs> Listen, sometimes, uh, I also just need a street name yeah, yeah. that don't exist, uh, but one of the streets definitely does. And there's a lot of 36s, but someone's going to yell at me for that. I don't know my street names. I know about four street names. Probably. I don't, I don't get enough into drag racing. I mean, I, here's the thing. Like, I don't know enough about it, but like if it's on and I'm sitting there, I'd watch it, but I've been known to sit and watch like boat racing. And I think, I think they've made a good stride. Uh, we're going to try to get Ron caps on again, guys. I'm still working on that. I did lose his cell phone number. I had it at one. Oh, no. So, uh, I'm looking through email archives to try and find it again. Cause I didn't save it or I saved it and the messages got lost when I got a new phone. Um, but we're going to try to get him back on, uh, and Damon, you know, Damon loves drag racing. I just big positive for the NHRA this year to not open its season on Daytona 500 Sunday. So there's nothing worse than trying to compete with the Daytona 500 and your fans going, why isn't no one mentioning that we're opening our season too? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't I just really- love that we don't have to do that this year. <clears throat> yeah. 
I mean, that's that's so hard. That'd be like trying to compete with the Super Bowl and like another sport. It just it'd be, it, it's it's rough to do that because that, we're gonna have kind of prom, we're gonna have prom at five o'clock for the high school on uh, February twelfth. It's a Sunday, so everyone will be free. Yeah, you don't do it. We wanted so to like give we wanted to give them time to uh, get church over with. Do you uh, I, that's do you ever miss the Daytona Five Hundred being at church? No, I was just saying like scheduling against the Daytona <clears throat> Five Hundred is like scheduling against the Super Bowl or a big event. Everyone like it. I mean, if you're if your parents told you on Thursday of Cyhawk Week that on Saturday at 15 minutes till kickoff, you're going to have to take your sister to dance. Would you do it? No, they already know well enough not to yeah, do that. I would, buy, I would buy her an Uber and I'm not, I'm not in charge of her. That's the Uber driver's problem though. And there's certain things where it just has to be like that. Like when, when they announced that modifieds were going to be at Iowa Speedway, which very unfortunately never happened. But I, the first thing I did was call my family and say, just know if there's a funeral that day, I won't be there. So like, don't have a problem because I, I will be at Iowa Speedway for the modifieds. That is the other thing I wanted to say on here that we never got to. There's not many tracks out there that are going to deliver a banger of a race every single time cars are on it. And I was going through the list of tracks I know, and I'm like, there really is not, a, I don't think, a single track that is always going to produce a great race. Day one of the Knoxville Nationals last year, even with the best track crew in the country, I fully believe that. Uh, you could say world. Um, I don't no hate to the guys in Australia. I just respect the Knoxville guys so much. Um, they work really hard. Uh, even the guys that you would think, oh, that guy's just like a cog in the machine. That guy's waking up at 7 a.m. to get the track ready. And he's worried about it till 3 a.m. the next night. Uh, they've, they've had races where the track wasn't good. So there's not a single track in the country that produces really good racing every time cars are on it except for Iowa Speedway is what I would say. Uh, I even would still say. And Iowa Speedway time... had some snoozers, but when it's a snoozer, it's a guy that's so much faster than everyone else that it's insane to watch and you're watching history. Like my Lord and Savior, Joseph Newgarden. What's that? I was coughing, my bad. I said like my Lord and Savior, Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden last year um, until he racked, and then he racked and it turned into a massively fun race. Well, even even a couple of years ago when he led like 267 laps out of the 300 oh. and, and I was there for that. And it was like part of you is like, man, it sucks to watch a guy dominate. But it was being there in person. It was like the coolest thing, which I'm a, I'm a new garden fan, so I'm a little biased. But it was kind of cool to watch a guy be that dominant in the field. And I mean, just, you, you were truly like in awe of what you were watching happening. Right. And we've seen Pagano do that in the past. We've seen other guys do it. It's there's some about Iowa Speedway. I hope they, obviously I hope they bring him a cup race, a broken record at this point. Every time you bring it up, it's like, man, will the Iowa Speedway fans not shut up? Yeah. I, I don't even want a cup race. I just, I, I, I would love to have, I, we went from having, Three you know, race weekends. We had four before three. Yeah, I'd but say three worked better from, than four. But it was we had three. 
and now you went from being able to, for me at least, you know, drive hour and a half to watch Xfinity or trucks to having to go two hours to drive, to watch the trucks because they were at Knoxville. And now we're screwed on all of that. And you screw over the most popular driver in the field in the state. Can't overlook that. Amy Smith? Brent Moffat. <laughs> How did I not know that that you're going to bring up Brett Moffat? I'll tell you, Brett's going to listen to this podcast. He's not going to like you very much, Caleb. You'll sit out on that interview. Well, maybe we'll he, bring uh, you in for the first five minutes to get him all riled up. He's going to be okay. I'll just tell you can him wear about... a Ross Chastain shirt and pretend you're a big fan. Oh Jesus! Listen, I am a big fan of Brett Moffat, and uh, gotten to see him race a Hawkeye Downs. And know some of the people that he hangs out with, and so uh, there, there's no hate towards him. But I will definitely give you a crap because I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking to him being in the bad crowd at Hawkeye Downs. No, that was like that was like going in line with like I know the I know the guys he rolls with, not good people. They're just bad apples. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's yeah. I mean, it's it's always good. Glad to have Sammy Smith in there too, and another Iowa representative. We we need more of that, especially now that Landon's gotten screwed over once again. So, oh, don't remind me. Don't. Oh. Sad, sad day. I had I was arguing with a guy like a week ago. <laughs> Never met him. Just a, some dude on Twitter that was running his mouth, and I sent him a message. I'm like, dude, Landon Castle would wax Brandon Jones in any kind of car. I there I did see some people out there when they announced that he wouldn't be coming back. They're like, good, he sucks anyway. And I'm like, bro, y'all y'all ten year olds don't even know. Like, I have well, I have an issue where. If I've had a few beers in me, I will DM a random person on Twitter and start an argument. Oh my god, it's terrible. It's really funny though. <laughs> you look back at it and you're like, "Oh yeah, that was good. That's a good line." <laughs> That's all we need. We really will get canceled. Oh no, no, you can't. You can't cancel me. The takes are too. It's like the only thing you could prove them wrong by is like, no, Connor's stupid. Like that's that's all you could say. It's I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's bad. It's more for a joke. One of the times it's going to be like entertaining on both sides, and I'll tweet a screenshot of it. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't gotten that yet. Uh, and I'm taking a bit from uh, one of the dudes from uh, Barstool. His name's KB. But uh, sometimes, sometime that will come to fruition. <clears throat> I do want to. I do want to ask you. I mean, what what race are you most excited for for Speed Weeks? I, yeah, and I typed out that question thinking like I would have an answer. And I, World of Outlaws season opener, probably. Uh, if, you know, if I had to throw anything except the Daytona 500, uh, Daytona Day is the best. I can't wait to wake up at seven on Daytona 500 Sunday and tweet the Daytona Day commercial because it's the best commercial anyone's ever come up with. Um, I'd probably put it above the BK Whopper jingle. Oh, boy. It's Daytona Day was awesome. I wish they, did a remix of it with maybe better lyrics and like a louder audio on the chorus, but that's, Oh no, the 2010s NASCAR Coca-Cola commercial where all the drivers are singing while they're racing. Oh yeah. I will say that one was better than Daytona day. They need to bring that back too. see, as far as Daytona goes, mine would be 
I think it was 2011 or 2012 where they did uh, Paradise by Coldplay as the song. I, I think that was such a good one. That, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, I think uh, just thinking about the Florida tracks, I, I would say World of Outlaws season opener if I had to pick. Anyhow, going to be a fun year for them. Uh, Damon could not record tonight. He had a big emergency meeting. Um, I also just found out my grandma's in the hospital, so we're in this oh, in that's a second. Uh, but we will have a World of Outlaws preview uh, in the next 48 hours. My goal is to get it out by the uh, morning of the season opener, of the point season opener. That's the race that matters. That's the where it starts to actually count. Um, and we'll probably talk about uh, exhibition races and what they mean and what they can do and how much you should care and take away from them. But going to be an exciting two weeks either way. Uh, can't wait for it. And appreciate you guys listening. Caleb, do you have anything to end with? No, I'm excited for the season, ready to get going. And uh, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of each other and cover a lot of races. Absolutely. We'll be, we'll be all around. We're going to, uh, get through March madness and, and then we're going to take over. So it's going to be a fun year. Um, really excited. And thank you guys again. Thanks to the Carl Otto group, leave them a message on Twitter. Uh, we tag them in our tweets. They don't really tweet them tweet a bunch. Um, we want to just explode their mentions with our fans and show them that they're missing out, not being on Twitter and also that we care about them. So do that if you could appreciate you guys for listening and we will see you sometime later this week before Thursday's world of outlaws race.